are listening to Booze, Bullshit, and True Crime. I'm Bree. And I'm Wade, and I'm not paying attention, sorry. We're going to talk about some gnarly shit. And I will pay attention, I promise. And I just saved Wade's notes off Gmail, and I saw that it was titled Yeehaw, and I think that should be the name of the episode. Yeehaw. Yeah. Yeehaw, motherfucker! Because yeehaw, man, my case is... Yeah. My case was just interesting, and it was recent, so. We've already done crack crimes, but this week is going to be similar, just like crazy drug crimes, drug deals gone bad, so in the process, or over-drug-related crimes. Mine's got a couple twists, but yes, related to drugs, as well as I'm going to talk about something that we probably haven't talked about before. Okay, well, well that's obviously good. Obviously, we are going to talk about a lot of things we haven't talked about before. It's a new episode. <laughs> about new shit. I mean, we always talk about murder. We that's talk about true. a lot of rape, too. Uh, you do. I don't really talk about much rape, but okay. It happens a lot. Yeah. Bring it's terrible. Awareness. Yeah, it's really bad. Horrible. Um, So, yeah. Drug deal's gone bad. That's the theme of the week. We have been off work all this week after filing for unemployment, which I believe we talked about last week, that we got dad home, so we're trying to keep him safe. Yeah, I did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have gone through, like, different phases throughout the seven days that have passed. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, but not in the sense that you have. I've just, just kind of been keeping myself busy and finishing the projects that I've been telling you for eight months that I will do. Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Got the blinds cleaned. Oh, man. He worked all day, you guys. Literally. And when I looked all at the clock day. and said it was 5 o'clock, I was like, what the fuck? I, did th- I started this at 11. Those shitty little slap blinds that nobody wants, but they're the cheapest thing so everybody has. That's what we have in our living room because... I bought the house because of all the fucking windows that I loved, but all those fucking windows need blinds. So he went in with a rag and fucking cleaned each individual little slat and the endy part and the windowsills. Oh, it looks amazing. Except for the cords that are dirty. So we got white slats Brown cords. White slats, brown cords. It looks real good, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to turn your wife on, clean the blinds. She left, so I don't think it really worked in my case either. I had to leave. Be cautious. Aww. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, But I feel like the first part of last week I was like, not really realizing that all this shit was real and kind of carefree. And then through the mid part of the week, I was keeping myself really busy and trying to make money on the side. And then at the end of the week, which is the start of this new week, technically, I just got so overwhelmingly anxious today. And I don't like going outside. And 
I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> it's scary, man. All of this is scary. Yes, it's shitty times. Right and now. unemployment still hasn't gotten back to us. Anyway. No, um, yeah, there's like a quadrillion people filing. I know, I, know, I understand why. I'm just like saying eight, it's... They said like 800,000 people filed for unemployment one day. One day? Yeah. Could have been 80,000. I might be... Those are beat. wildly different numbers. There might have been a few extra zeros in there. Okay. But we're going to go between eighty to 800,000 people filed for unemployment one day. Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of making money on the side, follow me on Instagram. If I get a bunch of people requesting me, I'll just turn my account off private. But for now, it's on private. Just request me at the Lady Lioness on Instagram. Um, I'm putting all the different products I'm selling. I'm... Selling a bunch of different shit, like healing salves for different things, and handmade uh, rose mint lip balm, and eucalyptus citrus spray, which helps the respiratory system, which COVID-19 is respiratory illness, and homemade hand sanitizer, a bunch of shit. Dream catchers that I've handmade. I'm All good shit. I'm painting some bones. She's got painted bones. So that'll be pretty cool. So yeah. Actually, look that up because I don't think you can sell real bones. Even if they're painted. I don't think you can. Now that you say that? I think they gotta be fake. That's pretty sure. stupid. Like those ceramic casted. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Well, shit. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we're talking about drug deals gone bad. <laughs> so, if you want to follow her side hustle, go ahead and follow her on Instagram. At the Lady Lioness. Lioness. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Do you have a lot of notes? Yeah, four and a half pages, I think. Perfect. I don't know the meaning. Okay. Mine is just a summary because there's like a lot of... It wasn't really a lot, but... There's just too much to talk about, so I've kind of focused on just the sentencing. Okay, yours was too much to talk about. I struggled until I found this case to find a story that had enough information for me to take. Yeah, but I was also like, well, when I talk about my case, you'll see why, what I'm talking about. Because there's like a left turn, a right turn, and then on each one of those turns, there's also a right turn and a left turn. Yeah, so it was weird. It could have been, I, I could have went like four or five different ways with this story, and I just kept it simple. See, mine didn't have twists and turns. Mine is just straight chaos. Oh. Uh, mine was, I mean, mine wasn't really chaos. It was just a bad drug deal. We should talk about it. Sure. Okay. Talk about yours. Okay. Okay. So. so. <laughs> Uh, all right. The end. The end of the world. Literally. Very fitting reference. <laughs> this week, I did my story on Richard Allen Casso Jr. But more importantly, the name of the victim, it is the murder of Gary L Lawyer, I think is how you would say his name. It's L-A-U-W-E-R-S. So I'm going to say Lawyer. Sure. I Sounds hope that's me. correct. This kid is a fucking trip. 
this Casso kid, and I have quite the story for you. Sweet. Let's start with getting to know our perp, which is generally what I do. Richard Allen Casso Jr. was the baby boy of a local high school history teacher and football coach. I can imagine this kid led a very suburban existence as a little child. The local high school Casso's father worked at is called Cold Springs Harbor High School. The heart, the, the harsh school. The high school, from what I could gather, is very affluent, a.k.a. hoity-toity. Uh, as a young teen, Casso was regularly thrown out of his childhood home, which at first I was like, that's horrible, which it still is horrible, but let me just kind of go over what he was going through at this time. Uh, he lived on the streets of Northport, New York, during these instances when he was thrown out. His go-to places to take shelter during these times were local woods or staying in the backyards, cars, or couches of local friends. This was obviously a tremendously difficult time for Casso. Casso dealt with this situation and exacerbated the situation that got him kicked out. The same exact way that I dealt with being homeless when I was in high school. Taking copious amounts of drugs. Hallucinogenic drugs. Drugs. Jigs. Casso's all-time favorite hits were, get it, all-time favorite mm-hmm. hits, mm-hmm. marijuana, LSD, PCP, and something him and his friends called purple microdots, which Casso was under the impression that those were like mescaline hits, but more than likely it was just really low-grade LSD. Damn. Which I'm like, if mescaline is similar to low-grade LSD... Fuck mescaline. I, I, I won't mescaline. I mean, I'll still try it. Anyway, this is a conversation for another time. <laughs> he wasn't known as a huge drug dealer in Northport area, um, but he would sell on occasion to support his own drug habit. Makes sense. Yeah, happens. This whole case and murder that Casso committed happened during the Satanic Panic area. Era, God damn it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm struggling today. I had to, like, sit and hype myself up for 20 minutes to be able to even do this and talk. Ugh! Okay. Satanic panic. Era of time is when this happened. Casso did indeed dabble with the occult. Uh, he and his friends calling themselves the Knights of the Black Circle. Mm. Sounds really nerdy. But... It does. <laughs> I bet they were cloaks. Like a I want anti-Christian a rock band. Okay, now I like it more. Right. <laughs> uh, hello, San Francisco. We are the Knights of the Black Circle. Now, this group was loosely organized and practiced occult rituals, but the kids were absolutely positively Horrible at playing music. <laughs> that too. But they were not sacrificing beings in the name of Satan or anything crazy like that. Like oh, okay. these kids were kinda nerdy, I think. They just smoked a bunch of weed and like had rituals together, which to be fair, now that I say it, is pretty similar to to my life. Um, well, what? She's doing rituals. Well, you're just doing rituals with rocks and herbs and stuff. You're not realistically like 
sacrificial rituals and shit. No, a ritual doesn't have to be you sacrificing something. Wasn't that what they're doing? Sacrificial? That's true. There's still people around from the satanic yeah, panic exactly. era, so maybe yeah, I should explain myself. I don't kill things. Yeah. I don't kill things yeah. ever at all or hurt anybody or myself. Mm-hmm. We love our goats. <laughs> I wish we had yeah. goats. I love Chelsea's goats. <laughs> Speaking of Chelsea, she bought a dream catcher and stuff for me, so thank you, girl. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. All right. We're um, getting so we track, are right? getting so sidetracked. Satanic panic. So they weren't sacrificing anything. They weren't doing anything bad. Lots of news stations made Casso out to be a devil worshiper, and he was not a devil worshiper either. He was intrigued by satanic stuff, though, which, that's fair. So I think that's why so many rumors swirled around about him worshiping the devil. Uh, I think he more so thought it was cool was the, like, vibe I got. Did you put all the food away? Oh, not the cheese dip. Nice. Oh, the chips. We should probably pause this. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Pause. And we're back. Do we still have chips? Yeah, everything's fine. Oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. We have way too many animals to still have chips. Mm -hmm. We've sat here. But you put absolutely nothing away, except for the sauce, I think. And the pasta. And the pasta. But you left the bread, chips. Anyways, back to your story, my dear. If you remember where you were at. God damn it. Uh-oh. Okay, so he was intrigued by satanic stuff. He thought it was cool. He was very vocal about his interest in Anton LaVey's book, The Satanic Bible. Ever heard of it? No. Oh, really? No. Oh. Moving on. Okay. Apparently, he talked about it all the time to people. Thought it was real cool. But at least on one occasion, Casso's parents admitted him to the Oaks Psychiatric Hospital in Amityville, New York. This was in hopes to help Casso with his current psychiatric health and drug addiction. Hmm. Amityville horror. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Hmm. Um, but, like, fair enough, his nickname around school was the Acid King. Okay. That's Makes what sense. he went by, and he, he took... He himself. Yeah, he took so many hallucinogenics, like, yeah. I think to a point of no return, maybe already had some mental health issues, and that just, like, exasperated it. Probably. Real bad. I couldn't find a definitive date to when this hospital stay happened, but it did happen within a few years of the murder occurring. Oh, okay. Before. There was another incident that happened about a year before the murder occurred that I need to tell you guys about before I get into the murder itself. And this this is really fucking weird. I think this incident sheds a lot of light on Casso's crumbling mental state. Alright, so, Casso was caught and arrested for attempting to dig up a colonial era... Er, colonial era... Why can't I say era today? Grave within a local graveyard. For what reason? I have absolutely no idea. I don't think anybody had any idea why he was trying to do that. Okay. Like, did he want a skeleton? Because that's all. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe it was some sort of, like, ancestor. Like, I don't know. I think it was a delusion of some sort. I just want to know what fucking delusion it was, because that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
This incident seemed to show Casso and his, like, breaking point. Uh, his parents tried their best at this time to have him put on a involuntary psychiatric hold at a facility, but they were not successful. His parents knew something was very wrong, but the psychiatrist came to the conclusion that Casso did indeed exhibit antisocial behaviors, but he was not experiencing psychosis, and he was not deemed a violent danger. Interesting. It's kind of hard to commit somebody against their will. But he was a minor, so I thought yeah. that it was easier if they were a minor. I thought so. But I don't... But still, like, if somebody is deemed to be sane... That wouldn't be great if no matter what, if you're the parent, you'd be like, lock him up! So, there's got to be some kind of... True. Some kind of line. This ended up being a deadly mistake, unfortunately. Maybe, 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 I don't know. If Casa would have gotten the help that he really desperately needed at that time, a horrible murder could have been avoided, but obviously the psychiatrist didn't do that on purpose. They were trying to protect him from being held against his will if he was okay enough to be in society, they thought. Alright, now it's murder time. The name of the man Casso killed was Gary Lawyers. Casso and Lawyers' conflict started from Lawyers' allegedly stealing 10 bags of PCP out of Casso's jacket after Casso had passed out at a party. Okay. 10 bags. 10 bags of PCP. Getting fucked up. That's a lot of bags of PCP to have in your jacket, but how big is a bag of PCP? Are we talking like a Ziploc bag or like a little tiny? Probably just a little tiny bag. Probably just like a teener. You, I don't imagine you need that much PCP. Maybe you got a deal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Buy three bags of PCP. Get seven free. Okay. Buy five. Get five free, bro. That's a hell of a deal. BOGO PCP. <laughs> Alright, lots of bags of PCP in your jacket. Fuck done. Alright. And I just... Anyways, okay. So after Casso realized all of his PCP was gone, and who had stolen it, because I assume that people saw the kid taking the PCP out of that kid's jacket, Casso confronted Lawyer about the incident. Lawyers actually copped up to it. Um, He gave Casso the five bags of PCP that were left that he had not inhaled, and also promised to repay Casso for the $50. For the five bags, then. We're gone. (laughs) Alright. I just thought it was kind of funny. He's like, yeah, I did it. Here's what I got. I'll get you the rest back, bro. (laughs) Like. That, and I'm assuming if they're at the same party together, that, I mean, I don't think everybody had PCP, so the following days after, whomever had PCP on hand was partying with PCP was probably the one that stole my PCP type deal, you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Why are our voice lines so little? I don't know. Yours look really little. I bet you sound so far away. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Lean in, motherfucker. Okay. Lots of PCP. Lots so, of it. this, you know, was handled as well as it could have been handled. After this, though, Lawyer obviously wasn't paying the $50 fast enough, and on four separate occasions, Casso beat the living fucking shit out of him. Four times? Four times. 
Jesus. It's a lot of times. And then the fifth time is when everything happened? Yeah, and remember through all of this, this is over $50. $10 a beating. Not even $50. $50 on the street. This is worth five bags of PCP. Less than $50, because he was making a profit off of it. It's just crazy. All right. Um, so, lawyer got the shit beat out of him all those times, and then on the evening of June 19th, 1984, Casso visited a gazebo at a local park to borrow a radio from a friend. He then invited three friends, including lawyer, uh, Quinones, and Troiano, I think is how you say his last name, to come get high with him. So lawyer's like, I still owe this guy this money, and he's beaten the shit out of me four times, but you want to go get me high? Fuck yeah, bro. I'm totally down. Sounds like he's dumb beating me up, bro. Doesn't that sound fishy? Wouldn't yeah. you be like, that's weird. That's true. PCP's addictive at a certain point, though, right? Yes. Okay. I'm assuming. Oh my god, can you imagine being on PCP all the time? Isn't Is PC- that a I'm thing? I'm pretty sure PCP's a fucking elephant like tranquilizer. Ketamine? Pretty sure. I think most people don't do ketamine all the time. I don't know. I don't know anything about people. I didn't know everybody did fentanyl all the time. Oh, fuck yeah, they That's do. That's fucking dumb. It's a lot. Have you mm-hmm. ever had fentanyl? Uh, no. I've had it in an I mean, ER when prescribed yeah, ex- to me. Nobody get crazy and exactly. never gotten it off the street. Exactly. And I was so worried about what I was there for that I really didn't focus on the high that fentanyl gave me. Didn't realize it gave me a high. I was just freaking the fuck out. It's just, morphine doesn't do anything to me, so anytime I, ha- I was like in the hospital for anything, I usually got morphine, which did nothing. But then mm-hmm. when I was admitted to the hospital a few times, like to the ER for my fibromyalgia flare-ups, and morphine wasn't doing anything, and I was there solely for pain, not to like recover from a procedure or something, um, I after getting a bunch of morphine, was just, like, throwing up in a trash can over and over again and still standing up. And then they gave me that shit, and I was like, this is the first time I've ever had something like this that has worked. I was allergic to morphine, so... Or, I'm allergic to morphine. I think I am, too, because I get hot and itchy. Yep. And then I fucking get all nauseous if it's too much. Oh, I always get nauseous. I throw... Even if they give me that anti-nausea medication in the IV, too, like, I throw up immediately. yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, okay, so, wow, again. I don't know why Lawyer decided to go with Casso after being beat by him all of those times, but, you know, drugs. The three of them walked to an area called, how would you say that? Azteca? Azteca? Azteca. That's an A. Azteca? Azteca. Yeah, Azteca Woods, I guess. And they set up camp. Um, they... all took doses of what they called purple microdots, which was that shit that I was talking about earlier that they thought was mescaline, but it was a mescaline. Because I think it was at, it got tested at some point during the investigation, so that's how they knew that. Uh, and just to sh- super make sure that they were nice and fucked up, the group also decided that smoking several bags of PCP was a really good idea as well. Oh, Okay. Because, like, at first when I was reading this, they're like, they went out camping and took, like, mescaline, which I did mushrooms when I was in high school, but I was like, ah, that sounds like me. And then they were like, and 10 bags of PCP. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) That escalated super, super quick. 
These guys just have a thing for PCP. And that's quite a thing to do. I, f- I feel like when I hear PCP, I think of like underground really nitty gritty raves and shit and people doing it there or like on the streets. But they're just out camping, <laughs> doing a bunch of PCP. Yeah, that's weird. And LSD, like both of those things are super powerful on their own. So they were in a completely different dimension. The group then attempted to make a fire, but the wood was still wet and they were unsuccessful, which that can be real tough, uh, even if you're not super fucked up and hallucinating. We have Master Chief Firestarter over here, Bree Whitehead. You are welcome. Actually, my dad is Master Chief Firestarter, so what would that make me? Chief Firestarter in training? (laughs) You'd just be specialist. (laughs) <laughs> fire starting specialist. specialist. <laughs> I'm a wildfire reduction specialist and a fire starting uh, specialist at the same time. Uh, technically, I'm not a wildfire reduction specialist at this time. I'm a sitting on my butter at the, at this time. All right, let's go. Let's I go, miss hiking in the woods. Okay, it's only been 25 minutes. I can talk. This is what I'm supposed to do. So. They couldn't start the fire. Lawyers then took off his socks and also ripped the sleeves off of his denim jacket to use his kindling and got the fire going. There we go. Thinking like an innovator. Boy Scout. Yeah, like a Boy Scout. I like that. Everyone um, like that witnessed this, the two other guys that were there, and Casso were super, super fucked up out of their gourds, like I said. So the details are super fuzzy. They were also hallucinating super hard. So it's kind of hard to know what's accurate. And there are conflicting stories. At some point in the evening, violence escalated between Casso and lawyers. Casso bit lawyers on the neck and stabbed him in the chest. Casso then continued to beat lawyers. Allegedly, allegedly at some point in the altercation, Quinones claimed he witnessed... Troiano assisting Casso by holding holding lawyer down as Casso was beating him. No, oh, Jesus. Which, like, why? Why are you even involved in this? It's fifty dollars again, Jesus. All right. Troiano refutes this claim that he held lawyers down, but again, who really fucking knows? Quinones, one of the other guys that was with them, received immunity during the hearing for his testimony and later claimed that Troiano did not assist Casso after claiming that initially. So, I... Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Lawyer's injuries were extensive when he was found. He was stabbed somewhere between 17 and 36 times, which I saw that, and I was like, that... That's a lot. I feel like... People are better at their jobs than to be like, 17 or 36, who's to say? It's a big gap. His eyeballs were sliced out during the altercation. Another creepy detail. Casso allegedly commanded lawyers to say he loved Satan while he was being beat. And lawyers replied, I love my mother. I thought that was so sad. I was about to start my period when I was writing these notes, and I almost cried when I read that. <laughs> okay. I get emotional. Kids, right? They're younger. Huh? They were younger, right? They're like late teens, like 17. Yeah. 
But I just thought that, and he said, I love my mother. It was so sad. But he eventually did obey Casso and say that he loved Satan, I think, just because he was getting the yeah. absolute shit beat out of him. Um, and he's hallucinating. This dude's beating mm, him and telling him to yeah. say that he loves Satan. Yeah, he's probably freaking the fuck out. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. That's insane. Um, oh, also, when they found that his eyeballs had been sliced out, his eye sockets were, like... Open? Snow, like, stabbed. Oh. Like, after the eyeballs were yeah. sliced out. Ah, you just imagine stabbing eyeball is eye cavities. I, I don't want to. I can't. No. <laughs> no, I won't do it. After lawyer's death, Casso and Troiano attempted to hide the body under leaves and branches out there where they were camping. After the murder, Casso's mental health seemed to have had another break of sorts. He was like, super open about the murder, and he even bragged about it to friends. He claimed that after he murdered Lawyer, Satan came and manifested in the form of a crow. The crow cawed, and Kasu interpreted that caw as Satan coming to him and saying from hell that he approved of the murder. Okay. Yeah. That's fucking weird. I can see why he was trying to dig up a grave. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Yeah. This kid even led, like, kids that didn't think he was telling the truth back to the woods to the body. Okay. Which I feel like that's the second time I've said that since we've yeah. started this podcast. There was another case that had that detail. I'm like, who is raising these fucking children? Exactly. Why would you look? I, I even understand the kids saying, okay, show it to me, because they want to, like, prove the kid wrong and laugh at them. But then if you see that, you... You, you say something to somebody. I'm just saying. That's fucking scary. Troiano returned a lawyer's body, like, after the fact, and eventually buried it in a shallow grave, probably because homeboy was fucking showing it to everybody. Two weeks went by. Then an anonymous tip came through about the murder. On July 4th, 1984, police dogs searched the area and recovered the mutilated, decomposing remains of lawyer in his shallow grave. Casso and Troiano were arrested the following day. On July 7th, 1984, Casso successfully completed suicide by hanging himself in his cell. As, early, as earlier stated, Quinones received immunity for his testimony during the trial, so he did not go to jail. Due to Quinones' drugged state during the murder, though, his testimony that he got immunity for was brought into question. So because of that, Troiano was eventually acquitted of second-degree murder in April of 1985. Okay. So literally all of them were so fucked up that the only thing that everybody agreed on was that Casso killed Lawyer. So that's why he was going to go away. But he didn't even get sentenced. He just killed himself because he knew he was going to get put away. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't even figure out the rest of the case just because everybody was so fucked up. Jesus. So that's that my case. That was a good one. Isn't that crazy? Well done. Sorry Thanks. the computer's beeping at us. Blue. Anyways, uh, mine isn't that crazy. Really? No. I mean, it's good, but it's not like that one. So, mine uh, started off on February 13th, 2018. So, it's pretty new. And this is in Springville, Missouri, specifically Greene County. And a uh, 29-year-old, and let me make sure I'm saying this right, Raquel? Mm-hmm. 
uh, Montgomery was fatally shot. And the story actually, like, technically starts a few weeks before February 13th. So, uh, Montgomery and her little brother, they're actually leaving a local Waffle House around, uh, like, midnight on January 24th. And they were, that, that, they were either allegedly pulled up on in the parking lot, or when they walked out, the white sedan was already in the parking lot. And three men got out and assaulted both of them, beat, beat the shit out of both of them. In the parking lot. In the parking lot. Fuck. Right outside of the Waffle House. Okay. Neither the brother or Montgomery reported it, nor did anybody at the Waffle House, around the parking lot, anything like that. No one reported it. So the next day, Raquel was walking down the street, and she was walking down uh, North Main Avenue, and she saw the same white sedan. So she saw the sedan when she was walking down North Main. So she dipped off and onto a side road. And this was Blaine Avenue or Blaine Street. And uh, she noticed that the sedan followed her. So she noticed that the sedan was like pulling up right next to her as she was walking down the residential street. Okay. And she looked over at the driver, and the driver was staring right at her and made, like, the impression with his fingers like it was a gun and, like, shot her. And then drove off as she ran off. So, as she ran off, he drove off, type deal. And she ran off into s- just some random person's house to call the police. Okay. So, then that's when she reported, or, sorry, that day is when she reported the assault on her brother and herself at the um waffle house House, i remember that as well as the sedan following her so the police report it actually does document her and her brother's injuries and raquel actually had injuries 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 and uh, raquel actually she had like two parallel cuts with deep uh like wounds or I guess you'd say like punctures in the middle or like the dead center of each scrape. And uh, there's only one report that correlated with this time frame and like her injuries and stuff like that. And she had reported to family members that she was stabbed with an ice pick. Uh, Ice picks are big. No, they're not. They're just long. They're really thin. I just feel like it's a big thing to puncture me. Yeah, it's just pretty big. Um, and I couldn't find anything like very specific about the house, but it just said that it was on like the two thousand blocks, uh, or two thousand block of North Main Street or Main Ave. That's the that most generic address ever. Main yeah. Street. <laughs> that was. There's nothing specific about the house and. It, it's probably good. It did show that she did go to that house, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of shows that. Oh, Blaine Street. Yeah, Blaine Street. Thing. Oh, I thought you said Main Street. No, it is North Main Street. The house is Blaine Street. You're re- reading way too far ahead. Oh, I just saw Blaine. Oh, yeah, yeah there's Main. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, Raquel had uh, told her family, like... While all this shit with the fucking sedan and, like, the beating, getting beat up at the fucking Waffle House and all this crap that she actually was, like, 
in fear for her life. And that will be kind of like, it'll be explained here in a second. Drugs. Yes and no. So, uh, I was, like, when I was doing the research on this, it kind of, I got curious because of the sentencing of what happened to the individual that actually committed the crime, as well as, like, the story of actually what happened, and, like, reading the police reports and just playing investigator. Uh, anyways, Raquel, she had a pretty long rap sheet ready, and her background was that she was arrested and charged with two robberies at the age of 18. She didn't serve time or like right away originally. She was later convicted and she served time in prison. So instead of like her going to the, you know, sentencing, like preliminary sentencing all that shit, she just kind of put off the court date and shit and stayed out of jail and then when she got sentenced she was found guilty and then they put her straight in prison went to jail went to prison type deal okay so, so it was just like a quick get away with anything no she no no yeah just had enough money to prolong it outside of jail until no i don't even know if she had enough money to do that but yeah she was just able to stay out for a little while okay and then uh she was convicted, she served her time, and she uh, she was also, like, charged with, like, a bunch of diff- just stupid little things when she got out of prison. So, she was in the, you know, not necessarily, she, she was, she, she was in fucking bad shit. She was doing drugs, she was fucking... In jail, she hung out with other felons. She was, you know, just a fucking... That sounds like bad shit. Yeah, just a hooligan. Just fucking rambunctious, doing dumb shit. I feel like those are both... All three of those are very lighthearted terms. I'm trying to be lighthearted. I don't really think she was, like, actually, like, hardcore thug. Like, I think she was just... You don't have to be a thug, but you can be kind of like a scummy criminal. I think she was just a druggie, and she fucking knew people, and people knew her, and she was all fucking paranoid and shit. I don't really think... She was stealing shit from a bunch of people. Of course she was paranoid. I'm pretty sure she was. But, then again, her family was reporting that she was clean, she was sober, she was finally getting her shit together, she had a job and all this shit, so... That's weird. It was really weird. So, after all this was happening, and she made the report, and, you know, all that. Three weeks after that report, or that three weeks after the incident at the Waffle House, sorry... Police say that Raquel was found shot outside of a home in the 1400 block of East Blaine Street. There it there is. It is. <laughs> and this is less than a block away from an elementary school. Jeez. Yes. And later she actually died in the hospital from that gunshot wound. Ugh. Yes. Police said in the report that they found Raquel laying in the yard outside the home and that she was suffering from a single gunshot wound. Oh my god. Yes. It didn't take long for them to, you know, figure out what was what happened and why it happened. And with that it it came with a a local man pleading guilty for murder for fatally shooting Raquel Montgomery during a meth deal 
that had gone bad. So during it, not during after it. the fact. Okay. During it. So Carlton Williamson, he was 34. He's actually serving 12 years in prison as part of a deal that with, with the prosecutors. And his sentencing was actually March of this year, 2020. He murdered somebody over meth and he's serving 12 years in prison? No. So what was said was that they, the prosecutor pled with him because they, they did say that he was culpable, which means that he was at blame for it. Fancy. Fancy, fancy. But um, that it, the evidence did show that Raquel actually pulled the gun first. Okay, all right. So according to the investigation, when uh, Williamson met with Raquel, this Williamson was the one selling the drugs to Raquel. Okay. That uh, Montgomery immediately displayed a handgun to Williamson, and then Williamson just shot her dead. Damn. Yes. So, Williamson took a plea deal and pled guilty to a form of second-degree murder called felony murder, which I knew was a thing, but I'd never really actually, like, looked into it. I just heard it a couple times. You wrote pleaded. Pleaded. Sorry. (laughs) Pleaded. (laughs) Pleaded. Sorry. Felony murder. What is that? So, actually, it was kind of interesting because I knew that there was another form of murder, but this is... Wait, so uh, murder's not automatically a felony? It is. It is. But it's not like first degree, second degree, third degree, uh, manslaughter. It's not the... It's. But those are all felonies. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're all felonies. Okay. Yeah. I yes, was yes. really concerned for a so second. So right. for the prosecutor to actually prove like felony murder, they uh, it said that they didn't have to show that Williamson meant to actually kill Montgomery and that it's actually like... Uh, irrelevant, like who forced it or like who uh, antagonized it, who started it pretty much. It, it, that's like, that does not matter. Okay. So it, it all falls down on like the burden of proof is that Williamson, he, he did commit a, fil- a felony. And oh. in that case, like, you know, like conspiring to deliver a controlled substance, blah, 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 blah. Someone died during that felony so then that's how they proved that it was you know it it was felony murder like even if she got there and it say it was a big drug deal and she was getting like a kilo and she went to go taste the kilo and fucking did a big ass bump and fucking had a heart attack and died right then and there that's still felony murder because a felony happened during the commission of that drug deal yeah that's interesting Mm -hmm. and say you could be the one that actually but selling the dope, and you had your little guys go and sell the dope, and that same thing happened, you're still getting charged with felony murder. So it's just extra bad murder. Not only yeah. are you doing something that would already constitute a felony, a murder mm-hmm. resulted because of that. Got you. Wow, that is yeah. very interesting. Okay. So uh, during, like, you know, like the court news release, whatever you want to say, like, the, you know, they, the, I, I'm assuming it was probably the prosecutor, the DA, or whatever. They had a news release. Oh, yeah, and it was the prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read yeah. two Let me more just words. read one more word. Uh, they said that the felony murder rule recognize, recognizes like the danger to the community associated with the commission of a felony or like a flight from or from a felony 
well, or not flight, but fright from, from a felony. They're trying to control that shit so it doesn't get out of hand. Exactly. So they kind of, they didn't necessarily downplay it, but they just put it in for felony murder so they could show control over the situation. Well, that's, not why, as, yeah. that's why felony murder charge yeah. exists, because it's extra time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you really think about it, like, I've never been a, like, I've never been involved in this kind of life, but I didn't even think about it until you were talking about that. Like, if that was your daily life, selling meth or whatever, mm-hmm. and somebody pulls a gun on you, you have mm-hmm. to very quickly decide, like, am I just going to give literally all of my, basically, paycheck in their world away? Yeah. Or am I going to have some crazy shit happen to me? But you're also not thinking of the whole picture and how the prosecutor's looking at the picture. It's residential, it's a gunshot in residential, and you're damn near fucking 50 yards away from a middle school, elementary school. I don't think 12 years is enough. I'm not talking about this case directly. I think that that's fucking nuts. I think he should have gone away for the rest of his life. Yeah. What I'm saying is I just never thought about that before. Oh. Like you having to make that... Because obviously you're going to have a gun if you're doing shit like that, but you having to make that decision, that shit has to happen super often, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. But at the same time, in 2018, like, I'm pretty sure it was beginning of 2018 or months before this case happened, Missouri Supreme Court actually, like, affirmed that the defense of self-defense is not an option for defendants in a felony murder case with underlining drug felonies. Good. So, meaning that it... Mother, he, he was he was fucked either which way. They can't... They were getting, with the, they were getting him with secondary murder or felony murder, either which fucking way. They just can't even admit that defense if this is what they're yeah. going Yeah, and I think the biggest reason why they went with felony murder was to downplay it on, on the fact that, like, Williamson did put a lot of people in danger because he discharged a firearm inside a residential area he was super close to a fucking school he was selling meth super close to a fucking school instead of a residential house out front of a fucking house so they're kind of like all this shit dude we really got to keep this one like we got to play this one smart it's really how he only got 12 years no i just i i mean it was might have been his first case and even though he was selling drugs he discharged a firearm and he murdered somebody, they can't charge him with fucking selling drugs, murdering somebody, discharging a firearm, you have to but pick still, the one with the But still, felony murder itself. Maybe felony murder holds longer than second-degree murder for your first offense. Maybe he has no other priors, which I doubt I think he did have other priors. I just, I, I understand the legal system isn't perfect, but for instances where you fucking kill someone, yeah, and it's not an accident... And you are selling drugs, and self-defense is not a defense. I, that's just kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around, that's all. Yeah. Wow. That was depressing. It was really good, though. That was very interesting. Right? Yeah. When I started reading about it, I was like, this is easy. And when I started thinking about it, I was like, why the fuck is she saying she can't find anything? This was super easy. Literally the first thing that I Googled. Really? And the greatest part was... Was there, like, all my articles were in session. So it was, like, the first thing that I ever popped up about this case, the second thing, and then as, like, the court proceedings went on, and then March of this year was when he got sentenced, 
and it had like everything there for me. I was like, oh, this is perfect. You can filter by date too, huh? Yeah. I really need to do that. That's really smart. Yeah. Because yeah. I found this case after literally Googling it 17 different times. Like, drug deals during a murder. Murders resulting from drugs. Murder and drugs. Murder and meth deals. Like, and then I finally found this on, like, the third page after Googling it 17 other times. I think I just Googled murder during drug deal. Hmm. That was about it. Weird. Well, that's that on that. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram. Or Facebook, or Gmail, or Breeze gonna tell you. So Instagram and Facebook is booze bullshit and true crime bullshit. Has a little asterisk for the eye, so it's safe for the children. Facebook's bullshit. Facebook's just bullshit. Fuck um, you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> we got a Gmail booze bs and true crime at gmail dot com. Booze bs a and d true crime at gmail dot com. Send us stories. Send us things. I am at home sitting in my sweats all day, and you should hit us up on social media and say hi. Send us stuff. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>